0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on essential Christian doctrines with this sermon entitled, Saving Faith, preached December 8, 2019. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. Saving Faith many Christians
1: of all denominations throughout the world have no true understanding of saving faith without saving faith in Jesus Christ a sinner cannot be saved in Acts 16 30 and 31 we read of the Philippians jailer The jailer then brought Paul and Silas and he asked them, What must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Saving faith calls for a worthy object. The perfect God-man, creator, redeemer, and sustainer of all creation, who accomplished redemption for every elect sinner of the whole world. His name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus never sinned, yet he was crucified for our sins. His death, burial, and resurrection was substitutionary in fulfillment of Isaiah 53 and Psalm 16. So we read in Romans 4.25, He was delivered over to death for our sins, not his sins, and was raised to life for our justification. Romans 3.24 says, And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, And he died for all, meaning all the elect sinners, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and raised again. Everyone who believes in Jesus will be saved forever. The great theologian Rudolf Bultmann did not believe in Jesus crucified and risen from the dead. It was also true of the great Neo Orthodox theologian Karl Barth. My professor Cornelius Til wrote books Explaining that he was not a believer in Jesus. A true pastor theologian is given to Christ's church as a gift by Christ himself. And appointed by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit who applies Christ's redemption to every sinner who believes in Jesus. The only savior of the world. Such a pastor sent by God will preach the gospel. So we read Romans ten thirteen through 17. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? What is sent? Divine passive sent by God. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. 2nd Corinthians 2.14-17 But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us not through angels through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved And those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death. To the unbelieving. To the other the fragrance of life. Who is equal to such a task. Unlike so many we do not peddle the word of God for profit. Most churches peddle the word for money. We don't do that in this church. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. Friends, the gospel is the smell of eternal death to those who refuse to believe in Jesus, and the fragrance of eternal life to those who believe in Jesus. Hebrews 11, verse 6, we read, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Saving faith has three elements. In Latin, notitia means knowledge of the gospel. That's why you should not go to a church where the gospel is not preached. It is a synagogue of Satan. Satan. And the second element is a census. That is agreement that the gospel is truth. And the third element is fiducia. Fides est fiducia. Faith is trust, confidence, reliance, commitment to Jesus Christ your entire life so first is the knowledge of God friends saving faith is not a leap in the dark it is not optimism it is not positive thinking it is not credulity It is not self-confidence. Peter writes, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father, When the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven, when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Faith calls for knowledge regarding the true and living, the infinite, eternal God, creator of all things, sustainer of all things, redeemer of elect sinners. This knowledge must come to us from God Who is truth. Who cannot lie. So we read in the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. all scripture. Is God breathed. God authored. And is useful for teaching. Rebuking correcting. And training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. For every good work. Second Peter twenty and 21. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation, imagination, creativity. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit under the Holy Spirit's total control. The Bible is God's book. God is the primary author. Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 1. The Bible says, means God says to you. The Bible is God's word to us. Without reading of the scripture, we have no true knowledge. In the scriptures, we hear God speaking of God, the world, the angels. Fallen human beings, the way of salvation through Jesus, His incarnational life of redemption, His ascension, His session, His second coming, His last judgment, and the new heaven and new earth where dwells no sin, only righteousness. This knowledge comes to us when we study the Bible with prayer. We read through the Old Testament one time a year and New Testament two times in a year. The special revelation is found only in the Bible. Bible alone is truth. In the Bible we read of the fall of man and his savior Jesus Christ promised first in Genesis 3.15 and throughout the Old Testament especially in Isaiah 53 and Psalm 16. The virgin born Jesus is the son of God and the Son of Man, one divine person in two natures, divine and human. John 5:25 through27, I tell you the truth. a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live regeneration. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man. He lived a sinless life. Yet he was crucified, died and buried And yet he was raised from the dead. On the third day, as he predicted in Matthew 16, verse 21, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Friends, the Father planned salvation, the Son accomplished redemption by his incarnational life, and the Holy Spirit applies redemption to every elect sinner through the knowledge of the preached gospel. John 5 declares sources of special revelation in the saving work of Jesus. First, Moses. Second, John the Baptist. Third, God the Father. Fourth, the works of Jesus. And fifth, the scripture itself. The Old Testament and New Testament in Luke 24 25 through 27 we read Jesus said to them how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken did not the Christ have to suffer these things and enter his glory And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all scriptures concerning himself. The Bible in its entirety speaks about Jesus Christ. In Luke 24, 45 through 49 we read, Then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written, that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem you are witnesses of these things and I am going to send to you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high the Holy Spirit and Paul spoke about the resurrection of Jesus Christ Acts Chapter 9, verse 5. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus speaking to you. That is, raised from the dead. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Acts 9, verse 11 says, I am the Lord and 9 verse 17 then Ananias went to the house and entered it placing his hands on Saul he said brother Saul the Lord Jesus who appeared to you he is the Lord Jesus Acts 9 verse 20 he is the son of God at once, Paul began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. He is Lord. He is the Son of God. And Acts 9.22, it says that Jesus is the promised Christ. That means Jesus is the priest, the prophet and the king of kings and the lord of lords John says the son is God who is the word Jesus Christ is the word and then Jesus Christ is God he is God who is Jesus Christ he is the son of God. He is God. He is the word. He is knowledge. Jesus is God speaking to you. John says the son is the creator of all things. John 1 3 through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made creator of all things, creator of you. Hebrews writer says, the son Jesus Christ is the sustainer of all creation. You live and you breathe because Jesus Christ sustains you. When he decides you must die, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Not only that, he had provided purification for sins and he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. In Matthew one twenty three says the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. God with us. Yes. And Hebrews writer says, Hebrews 5.8 and 9 and though, pastor's translation, though he was son with capital S, He learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect. Now listen. He became the source of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. Obedience is the proof that you have trusted in Jesus Christ savingly. Acts 26, 23, we read that Jesus was the first to rise from the dead. And Isaiah 9, 6, he is mighty God. I am preaching this morning about mighty God. God with us. God who created all things and sustains all things. and Acts 26 8 we read from Saint Paul why should any of you consider it incredible that God of the Bible Jesus raises the dead and Festus thought he was crazy Saint Paul you have gone crazy he is not crazy Festus was crazy. You don't understand. The God of the Bible is infinite, eternal. He can raise the dead. And we are told, Paul believed in the historical resurrection of Jesus. And preached Christ's substitutionary death and resurrection. He believed in. In Acts 13, 30, and 32 and 33, Paul declared, but God raised him from the dead. We tell you the good news, what God promised our fathers, he has fulfilled for us their children by raising Jesus as it is written in the second psalm you are my son today I have become your father Paul says 1 Corinthians 15 3 and 4 for what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures Romans 4.25 he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification Romans 6:23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Second Corinthians 5:19 that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ now comes the glorious gospel not counting men sins against them. Hallelujah. But counting against Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 21 God made him Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become nothing less than the righteousness of God. This is called double transaction. He took all our sins and all our guilt and all our punishment and all our hell. And Christ gives us his perfect, unimpeachable righteousness forever and ever and ever. Jesus Christ risen from the dead saves sinners Acts 4.12 says there is no other savior your money cannot save you your degrees cannot save you your beauty cannot save you your brilliance cannot save you sir you are conceived in sin born as sinners to practice sin Jesus Christ risen from the dead saves sinners. The worst sinners like Saul of Tarsus who wrote, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, not righteous people. Save sinners of whom? I'm the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Jesus saves sinners who are foolish, weak, lowly, despised Zeros, powerless, ungodly sinners, enemies of God. Knowledge of the gospel of eternal salvation comes only in the Holy Bible. Because the Bible alone reveals the savior of the world, even Jesus Christ, the God man. The gospel came to us. In apostolic doctrine, in propositional forms, who said that, sir? Professor John Murray of Westminster Seminary. We read in Acts 2:42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And we read about the sent pastor. Preaches without fear the gospel. Yes. So the second point is what sir? A census. You must have knowledge. And you must agree that knowledge is truth. Yes. One must agree that the entire Bible. Speaks of truth. The entire Bible is the word of God. In John seventeen seventeen, Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. We cannot pick and choose. We cannot say Jesus died, but he did not rise from the dead. We must believe the whole Bible, all scripture is God's word. One must agree that the whole Bible is true, including every miracle. Virgin birth and resurrection and creation of all things by the word of God. Knowledge of the Bible must move into conviction that every miracle is true. Creation is the result of God's command, creatio ex nihilo, creation out of nothing, not of chance. What is God? Westminster Shorter Catechism. Question number four says, God is spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Jesus is God, man, the promised Messiah, prophet, priest, and king, the only Lord and savior of the whole world. He is coming again to judge. He is to make a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. He's coming again, sir. Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them they will be his his people sir. and God himself will be with them and be their God now listen he will wipe away every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain because the old order of things has passed away. Our census is agreement that everything the Bible says is true. It is cognitive conviction. Without it, one's faith is sheer mysticism subjectivism, emotionalism if you cannot articulate your faith as something objective you are a mystic you will not be saved without conviction of truth one's faith is sheer mysticism repent and study theology apostolic doctrine in propositional forms so you will have faith in objective reality of eternal infinite God it has to do with objective reality of triune God infinite eternal creator redeemer Agreement means one believes in every biblical miracle. It is the work of infinite, eternal, triune, personal God. Yet agreement is not trust. Knowledge of Jesus must advance to conviction, conviction must advance to commitment. Steady confidence, reliance, trust in Jesus Christ For both now and forevermore So we are speaking about saving faith It has three elements Knowledge of the word of God Knowledge of Jesus Christ Knowledge of the Bible. In this church we preach Bible. The second thing is conviction. Conviction of the truth that the Bible is true in every proposition it makes. And the third element is true faith. You commit yourselves to Christ now and forevermore. So, first is knowledge of Jesus in the Bible. And knowledge must advance to true conviction. And the conviction must advance to commitment. You entrust yourself to Jesus Christ now and forevermore. Commitment, steady confidence, reliance, trust in Jesus Christ. And we are told about commitment. Commitment is taught especially in these scriptures which I am going to read. 2 Timothy 1.12 listen sir Paul is speaking that is why I am suffering as I am this means the theology that says believe Jesus you will have health and wealth and all that it is wickedness it is false ministers preach that type of stupidity Paul is speaking. Here that's why I am suffering as I am. When he wrote this he was in prison in a dungeon. Yet I am not ashamed. Because I know. Means I know for sure. Whom I have believed. That is Jesus Christ. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. What did he entrust to him? His whole life. life. Committed, entrusted to him. God is able to guard our life. Jesus is saying, Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, if anyone desires to be my disciple, he must deny himself. Take up this cross and follow me. He must say no to himself and take up his cross to follow me to death. The cost of discipleship, sir. It is, it is not saying, believe me, you will make a lot of money. You will have your own plane. And many houses, summer house, winter house, spring house. Luke fourteen thirty three. Jesus is speaking. In the same way, any of you who does not give up, what, sir? Everything, Everything including your life, sir he cannot be my disciple Philippian jailer asked the question in the middle of the night sirs what must I do to be saved saved from what God's wrath Romans one eighteen. I wrote two volumes on Romans big books God's wrath is revealed against us. We must trust in Jesus Christ to be saved from what, sir? God's wrath against us. They replied, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved and your household. Isn't that wonderful? The promise is to you and your Children. You can have knowledge of the Bible and Jesus, yet not saved. There are many professors of theology, many priests, many pastors who know the Bible, yet they are not saved. You can even agree that the Bible is totally true and not be saved. Such a conviction must move to commitment to Jesus. Now and forever to rest in on Jesus, to rely on Jesus, to entrust oneself to Jesus With one's whole being to be saved. This is why Jesus said many times Don't worry, don't worry, it's my responsibility to take care of you. You entrust your life to me, I'll take care of you. What is God? He is a spirit, infinite, eternal. Unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Question number four in Westminster's Shorter Catechism. He is quite able to take care of you. You entrust your life to him. Abandon all trust in anything else in yourself in money in family in your beauty in your brilliance in your degrees it cannot save you you are impressed we are told in first samuel 16:7 god does not look at the outside how tall you are how beautiful you are God looks at the heart whether you trusted in Jesus Christ alone to be saved one must deny oneself take up his cross and follow Jesus to death Jesus is truth he said I'm the way the truth and the life he never lies he cannot lie he is revealing the cost of following Jesus Deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me to death. The cost of true faith. Love Jesus more than your life. Surrender all to Jesus. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. One must surrender all to Jesus, including one's life. Remember, Peter was crucified for his faith in Jesus. Stephen was stoned to death. St. Paul was beheaded for his faith in Jesus. Many Christians are killed today for their faith in Jesus it today sir modern society when we trust in jesus he gives us eternal life indestructible life jesus said the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come that they may have life and have it to the full eternal life and Paul wrote in Romans eight thirty five through 39, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He lists 17 things. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written... For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, death is first, he will take care of us he is infinite he is eternal Saint Peter told us before his crucifixion therefore my brothers be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure make sure you are saved for if you do these things you will never fall He made sure and he went and was crucified. He denied him three times. But he was crucified for his love for Jesus. How do you know that you are truly saved? You have saving faith. Saving faith is a gift. True repentance is a gift. We live by repentance and saving faith. How do you know? It's a good question. You obey Jesus. You live by repentance and faith. You obey Jesus, whom you received as Lord and Master, as your Lord and Master. The essence of covenant. I am your God and you will be my people. My people who will obey me. Most Christians in this world are antinomians. Their destiny is away from God's presence. As Jesus himself told us. Matthew seven twenty one, they say, "Oh Lord, Lord, pious, pious person, pretending to be very pious." You cannot deceive Jesus. Oh, they say, "I prophesied, I cast out devils, and I perform miracles." Isn't that what they do yeah, on television? To get your money then I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evildoers antinomians they confess Christ but they do not obey God Jesus said therefore Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, pastor's translation, obey them. And obey them is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Who is the rock, sir? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Stable, steady. Because it is built on the foundation of Christ. So let us consider the following scriptures. Romans 1.5 Through him and for his name's sake we received grace and apostleship to call people from all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. Obedience is the proof that you are saved. That you confess truly, Jesus is my Lord. Obedience that comes from faith. If you don't obey, then you repent. And God forgives you. We live by repentance and faith all of life. Do you love your wife as Christ loved the church? sir? The answer is no then you repent and god forgives you and try to do better by the spirit Romans 15:18 I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the gentiles towards uh, to obey god by what I have said and done to obey God, sir. Romans sixteen nineteen, Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I am full of joy over you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Philippians 2, to 12, and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always, what, sir? Obeyed. Obeyed. Not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with, what, sir? Fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. Titus two eleven through 14, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no, no to ungodliness and worldly passions and say yes to Jesus that is to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people holy people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Ephesians two ten four. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's people will obey God. Hebrews 11.19 This is very serious. God told Abraham to take your son. Which son, sir? The son he loved, only son, Isaac. And he sacrificed him. And the book of Hebrews gives this reasoning. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead... And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Abraham sacrificed Isaac. This is how he tests us. Are you going to obey him? Even through martyrdom. Saving faith is no lip service. Saving faith produces good works by the Holy Spirit's power. Faith without works is the devil's faith. The Reformation formula says we are justified by faith alone, in the righteousness of Christ alone. But not a faith that is alone. There is obedience of faith. James said, faith without good works is dead. You cannot receive Jesus as Savior and not as Lord. You cannot divide Jesus Christ. You cannot receive Jesus as Savior and not as Lord. Our good works are never perfect. Yet God rewards our good works. Where there is justification, there is what, sir? Sanctification. This saving faith is a gift of God. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. A senseless agreement must result in trust. And trust is our entrustment of ourselves to Jesus forever. We abandon all our trust in anything else. Your health will fail you. Your money will fail you. But he will take care of you. That's why we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Second Corinthians eleven twenty-three to 27. Listen. Are they servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spend a night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city in danger in the country in danger at sea and in danger from false brothers I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food I have been cold and naked Second Corinthians 12, 7 through 10 to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surprisingly great revelations there was given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me but he said to me My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution. Persecutions, plural, in difficulties, because when I am weak, then I am strong. True faith in Jesus speaks of vital union with Christ, whose life flows into us to produce fruit, more fruit and much fruit. John 15, 1 through 8. Fruitless branches lack true faith in Jesus Christ. Such branches are in the visible church in due time. The fruitless branches will be cut off, thrown out, dried up, gathered, and thrown into the fire. It's a divine passive. It's speaking about hell. But those who trust Jesus by faith, they died with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ, to live a new life. life. Not the old sinful life. New life. Children of believers must obey their parents isn't that true sir new life Romans 6 1 through 4 in the Westminster Confession of Faith chapter 11 section 2 we read faith thus receiving and resting on Christ and his righteousness is the alone instrument of justification yet It is not alone in the person of the justified, but is ever accompanied with all other saving graces and is no dead faith, but a faith that works by love. Consider the following scriptures. James 2.17, in the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action is dead obedience of faith James 2.19 James 2.22 you see that his faith Abraham's faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did Abraham believed and sacrificed his son Isaac. James 2.26 As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Galatians 5.6 For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. 1 John three sixteen and 17. Christ loved the church and died for her. Love obeys. Let me ask you some questions. Do you have saving faith in Jesus Christ? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whom you confess as your Lord in baptism. Do you obey him immediately, exactly and joyfully by the power of the Holy Spirit? Jesus is the Savior of all who obey him. The proof of justification is what, sir? Sanctification. That means obedience. Never perfect. But without obedience, you are a false professor. Jesus is the savior of all who obey him. As we read in Hebrews 5, 8 and 9. Although he was son, passage translation capital s although he was son he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him sir if you are not obeying jesus christ your faith is false do you have all three elements of saving faith knowledge of the gospel agreement that the gospel is truth and trust which is commitment to Christ your entire life and if this is true rejoice in your eternal salvation you are saved you are being saved and you will be saved by Jesus on that day but If you have never trusted in Jesus Christ. The only savior of the world. Know that Jesus came to save. Only sinners. What sinners? Worst sinners. Like Saint Paul. Like the publican. Like the legion Legion demon man. He loves sinners. sir, And he came all the way from heaven to save sinners God loves sinners everyone who trusts in Christ will be saved the wages of sin is eternal death but Christ died our death and was raised for our justification Paul writes God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become what's the righteousness of God Christ took our sins our guilt our eternal punishment he gave us his perfect righteousness we are justified forever every sinner who trusts in Jesus Romans 4.25 says, He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Therefore, Romans 5.1, Since we have been justified through faith, we have what, sir? peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I'm speaking to those who are outside of Christ. Confess and pray now. And here is a prayer. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. The worst sinner in the world. I am in need of salvation that is found only in Jesus. No one else is perfect God-man. No one else died in my place for my sins. I trust in you. Forgive all my sins. I deny myself, take up my cross to follow you. I entrust myself to you Forever. And you can go home justified, walking and leaping and praising God. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.